Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Hey everyone, it's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are live. Good timing. All right. Hey, what's up, hockey fans? And welcome (laughs) to episode number 55 (laughs) of Marty's Illegal Stick, recorded here on December 15th, 2021. Oh. Sorry, we're still on. Yeah, a little technical difficulties, that's all. All right, December 20th, or yeah, December 15th, 2021. Live TV, you got to love it. Anyways, we're recording here, and I, w- I got some great news before we get going. We've got a very fun show lined up for you, but before we get going, our man, Dave the Save, is home. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got out of the hospital uh, yesterday. They they brought him home. He's still, uh, still got a long road to go. He's got a lot. He's... um. Not going to be able to do what he normally does. So hopefully he'll be uh, back on the show, you know, at some point. But uh, just want everybody to know that we got a one hell of an early Christmas present here at Marty's Illegal Stick with uh, Dave the Save making it back home. Wonderful news. So anyways, we have got one great show lined up for you. This is going to be so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for a while. And uh, before I bring our guest in, who, by the way, is a returning guest, I want to bring in our panel. Our panel. So it looks like uh, I'm going to bring in it first, uh, coming to us live via satellite. It looks like from his lair today. Uh, it's an interesting setup. You can definitely tell he's a Michigan I don't fan. Know, I don't know which one he's talking about, Dom. He is the, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say it right now. He is the professor, Jeremy Roberts. What's, What's going, going on? on? Just, another, just another day. Just another day living the dream. Yeah. How's your leg feeling? Um, Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks to uh, another player in our lovely league. Yeah, that well, I highly recommend for any of the listeners that do play in our men's league, don't step in front of um, the biggest guy in the league. So, ouch. Yeah, decided to You're block fine. a shot. And I'll, yeah. Dom, I'll, send, I'll send you the pick later. I'll send you the pick after. Could you please? I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah, it was like when Berms got awesome. sliced open in the coast. I had to see it. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> yeah, but you oh. know what, Jerry? It was, it was great because because of your sacrifice, at least somewhat, we won. We did, yeah, we did. I don't know where that. I have, I have no idea where that shot was going, um, but I, I'd like to say that it was, you know, headed towards the net, maybe. Well, I mean, you know as what? long as it, hey, as long as it wasn't going towards anybody's jaw, we're good. Yeah, well, we've already been down that road yes, with our we team, have. and we won't get into that tonight. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, consider yourself lucky. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> our other co-host, who looks like he's in his lair too. You're right, Jeremy. I had to clarify that, but uh, he's a. Uh, 
his successful campaign to get three dollar beer nights has now morphed. <laughs> it looks like into one dollar beer nights at the Adirondack Bank Center. It's the Macho Dom, Dom Real. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Scott, thanks for the lovely introduction. As always, I am fired up. This is going to be a fun one. I just got done listening to the most recent episode of our guest podcast, and I appreciate someone else that likes to get fired up. So this is beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And our guest, for tonight, he's a returning guest. Like I said, uh, we had so much fun the first time he was on the show. We had to have him back, and we got so much to unwrap. So I'm just going to bring him in. He is the host of the Devil's State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. He is the one. He is the only Mr. Neil Villapiano. I wouldn't say they were my contemporaries because they were doing a lot more work than I was. But, you know, certainly people that I read growing up that made me want to get into that line of work. Sure. Where I'm sitting in the same press box with them. There are people like Trent Frain and you know, John Iaboni. For Scott, because we were trying to figure out what day worked, you know, for me to come on, and you kept oh, flipping back and forth because you're like, know. "Oh wait, there's a Devils game this day. Oh wait, there's a Devils game that day." Like I always tell people, never schedule me, never schedule me in the middle of a Devils game because I'm going to just drop so many obscenities, especially with the way the team's <laughs> been playing of late. It's just. After last night's game, I don't know how I feel anymore. I really don't know how I'm feeling. Um, but uh, no, I'm just pumped. I'm just pumped to be back uh, talking with you guys. Yeah, because it was uh, preseason last time you were on. I think it was the last week of September. Correct. And yep. uh, we were we were talking about the, you know the, everybody was thinking rosy outlooks for their teams like they always do in preseason because you're you're still you haven't lost yet. Right? Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Why not? Uh, but now that we're you know hurtling over well we're a quarter of the way of the season now. What's your thoughts on the devil season thus far? And feel free to speak. You can say anything you want. We're, we're uh, free here. <laughs> I would say that this is the most Jekyll and Hyde team I've ever watched play hockey. I mean, there's always there's been moments where you look like where the team looks like okay, they're they're going to make a run here. They're going to get on a hot streak and really play well. And then they go into these funks like they're in right now, where they look like they'll never score another goal ever. And you know it's bad when the only goal we scored last night was from P.K. Subban. That is a major problem. It's a major problem. Subban. So, so it's just <laughs> – it's, it's, it's not good. Um, right now on Devil's Twitter, which, Scott, I'm sure you've seen plenty of, especially when I'm tweeting, um, <laughs> it's not good right now. We're not doing very well. Uh, the biggest problem is that we feel – and I don't know how many people would agree, but I just feel that – this team that we have in front of us is too talented to be playing this poorly. That we are really struggling with being consistent offensively. We make a lot of very bad mistakes, particularly on the power play. We've scored nine power play goals and given up seven shorthanded goals. That Ooh. is how bad our power play is. We are now, at the time of this recording, the worst power play team in the NHL, worse than Buffalo and worse than the Arizona Coyotes. That is how bad we are. The penalty kill is better, but still not where it needs to be. We can't seem to stay healthy with the goaltending position other than Blackwood, which, knock on wood, I really hope that we, we cannot afford for Blackwood to go down for any significant amount of time. And now we got a COVID. We have a small COVID outbreak. Now, granted, most of the other teams are dealing with it as well. It's not just us. But we were one of three teams last year that was off for two weeks because of an outbreak. We had, right. did not play hockey for 16 days. And mm -hmm. if we go out and we and we lose time again, it's going to affect the rest of the season. And so at the end of the day, this is a moment where I think there has to be a coaching change. I think that Lindy Ruff's system just does not work for this team. 
I think that the game in some degree has passed him by. And I also think that Mark Recchi is one of the worst coaches in hockey I have ever seen. I have no idea how he gets paid money to be the head to be the head of the offense when our power play is so unbelievably bad. It is so it's getting historically bad. I mean, we've scored three power play goals in our last 70 attempts. I don't know how you allow that to keep going. And now we play Vegas on Thursday, tomorrow. I have absolutely no confidence we are going to pull that game out. But, you know, hockey's a magical, unpredictable sport. You never know what could happen. Um, and the funny thing is that through all this BS, we're only six points out of a playoff spot because the whole Eastern Conference, for some odd reason, is struggling. I don't understand that. We have like maybe three or four good teams in the Eastern Conference. And then we have a team like the Islanders who cannot figure it out. I mean, there are teams that are worse than us, but when you look at the team that's on paper, the team that the Devils have, something has to change because if this is what we're going to continue to see, we're not going to get consistently good. We're just going to be incredibly inconsistent and continue to be Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, that's there's so much you're, you're right to, about that. And, you know, the thing with the Eastern Conferences too, and I'm sure Dom and Jeremy being uh, Rangers fans, of course, they would know the Eastern yep. Conference. There's teams that They're are enjoying not, themselves very much. Not lately. Losing to Colorado. No, man, I have no problem with that. that. Nothing. You, I have no you, you lose to Colorado, Colorado, you lose to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. You lose to Philly, you're going to get a little upset. I did, I did and if you lose to the Coyotes, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little nervous going in tonight. This game tonight for the Rangers seems like such a trap game. It seems like such a perfect trap game. Big time. But, you know, the thing with the Eastern Conferences is you have teams that were supposed to be doing good. Like you mentioned, the Islanders. Boston has not been dominant like they were supposed to be. Right. You know? But they need, they need to Rask. Yeah, I mean, I – need Rask. You know, I'll tell you, I, I it surprises me, too, with them. And just, you know, I don't want to get mm-hmm. too sidebarred with them. But here they signed Linus Allmark in the offseason to a five-year contract. And he just kind of became an afterthought. And now they're just – they're praying that Tuka Rask comes back. You know, it's so strange. But, I mean, there's also teams in the Eastern Conference that are playing way above what expectations were. I right. think about the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yeah. I mean, they come out absolutely out of nowhere. And that's – so, I mean, it is, it's it's a very topsy-turvy world. But uh, yeah. you, you mentioned Lindy Ruff, and I will say that, you know, just as Comets fans up here in Utica, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're hoping that that does not happen because that would probably mean that we're going to lose Kevin Deneen uh, yeah. after the, the job he I, does, is done with I the don't Comets. think – I personally don't think that's going to be the case. I think Deneen was brought here, was brought to Utica specifically to focus on developing the kids that you have in Utica. I don't mm-hmm. think that he would be a guy that would come in uh, and be your head coach um, right away. I think that if it was going to happen, it's going to happen next year. Like if Lindy Ruff were to get fired at some point this year, they just make somebody the interim, and then maybe next year they make Kevin Deneen the coach. I think it all depends on where the Utica comments go at the, by the time we get to the end of the season, where do they end up? How do they, cause they're playing incredibly well right now, despite much adversity mm-hmm. and Kevin Deneen is getting more out of his players. And I've seen any coach in quite some time. And oh, it's absolutely. really impressive yeah. what he's been able to do. Now, do I think that Deneen could be an NHL head coach? I, I don't know. Is he more of a development coach and not necessarily a guy that's going to take us to the next level? I, I, I don't really know. I don't know. We can I, see that he, right now. Just having him be in Utica. 
Right. That's a good point. No, you know, I, mean, I mean, that's we a good see point. That, I mean, this is his first season, so let's be fair. I mean, yeah, it works. it's working now, but what's going to happen next year? I mean, things could change. Um, look at look at what the Penguins did with Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan was a coach for a long time in many different spots before he eventually became the head coach of the Penguins. Mm-hmm. He was ready to be the head coach by the time he got hired by the Penguins. And right. as a result, they won back-to-back Stanley Cups. That was the right move. Kevin Deneen, I think, just needs more time. He has a lot of experience coaching. He's a very successful coach. We've seen that. But I just think in this organization with the players that we have, I think he just needs some time to continue to see where the where everything goes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, what coach what coach do you think they would that you would want to see, Neil? Well, unfortunately, the two coaches that I would want to see were both taken uh, last offseason, and that was uh, Gerard Gallant. And I'm not surprised he's doing well with the Rangers. I'm not. <laughs> and, it's uh, gallant now. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's oh, driving oh. me nuts. I've That's heard that me so nuts. many times. I'm going, oh, oh You can't okay. just change, bro. Oh, There's no did way. He cha- did he change that himself? He said himself. It's, he specifically, it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's screwing, he, no, he's screwing with you guys. He's, he's screwing be. with everybody. Gotta be. He, yeah. it, so it was <laughs> – it was uh, Gallant or Gallant, whatever you want to say, um, or uh, Peter Laviolette. And the problem with Peter Laviolette was that all he wanted was a little bit more money from the Devils and he would have taken the job. Right. And the ownership of this team, because they don't care that much, I'm just going to call it like it is, just refused to give them the extra money. The Devils took the third option because Lindy Ruff was an assistant coach with the Rangers who was not doing well as a defensive coach who he's an offensive coach. Why he was in charge of the penalty kill and defenseman for the Rangers <laughs> is beyond me. I just something get that. new. I mean, they, we haven't had a good one. Yeah. In, I don't know how many years Dom. Well, I mean, I would say it's been better. Of late. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. those no, would be no, the no, no, like, game no, plan like, for the Rangers has been hope that Hank stops the puck. That's what it's been for the past 15 years. There hasn't been think, a game. Plan. And now it's, now it's, I, don't think, I hope yeah, Jesse can stop the puck. Right. Now, exactly. Now I was gonna say. And now you got Gorgiev going, all right, um, Truba, just knock everybody over. Yeah. That's Everyone all going to be. Just hit everybody. <laughs> I think Truba tried to do that, and we'll be fine. I, I think yeah. Truba took a page out of PK Subban's book and just decided to go after everybody all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what woke him up, but yeah, I would say the guys that are available now. I mean, damn, I would have really loved Bruce Boudreaux. I'm not surprised what oh, he's doing yeah. in, in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Elaine Vigneault potentially, but I don't know. You know, if it didn't work in Philadelphia, why would it work in New Jersey? Right. Um, I guess really, and this might be controversial, but I, but maybe a guy like Torts, John Tortorella. I was going to say that because too. Because here's why. That. I think at times this team needs a kick in the ass. I think sometimes this yeah. team do doesn't it. believe in itself, and I think that John Tortorella would be good to come in for the whole season. I'm not saying you make him the long-term coach because we know what happens right. long-term with John right. Tortorella. I'm saying you need a guy to come in here and demand a lot more from these guys. I, it's not fully on the players. The coaching staff and the system that we have sucks. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. It's John Hines with a little bit more scoring. That's how bad. And it's really hard to over to at times do worse than what John Hines did when he was the coach uh, with the Devils. But they need somebody like that. Rick Tockett, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Rick Tockett. He was okay in in in, in uh, Arizona. He was okay. Um, do they need to go? You know, there was a rumor that was going around that uh, the former Rangers coach uh, David Quinn was um, potentially a rumor because he apparently has been attending a lot of Devils games, and I know this for a fact because I've sat next to him at least twice 
Um, he's a very nice guy, by the way. Very, very nice. Very smart yeah. hockey guy. But he's potentially maybe somebody. We've we've heard that Patrick Eliash might be a coach that comes in. Maybe not a head coach, but as maybe an assistant. Here's a so, twist. You want, a lot what of, about this? What about Travis Green? Yeah. There you oh, go. Oh, my God. What I mean – it's not going to happen, but how funny would that be having him? I think it would be hilarious coming all the way uh, back to coaching the program that he basically started in Utica. And now he's at the pro program that now is the mother. Yeah, of- I mean, again, if you're going to bring in somebody, you have two options. You either bring in somebody that's going to be here for the rest of the season, and then you can evaluate from there, or you find somebody that you feel confident enough long term could be your answer. The problem is, is that the Devils ha- are waiting too long. Because you've already seen several teams fire their coach and bring in somebody else. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, all they needed was a different voice in the locker room. That team right. is too talented not to be doing what they're doing. And now look at them. Five in a row, came back from down 3 nothing last night to win. Yeah. That team has confidence. Yeah. You look at look at Florida. All Florida had to do was just make their assistant coach the, the interim head coach. And they're still rocking and rolling. I mean, granted, they got blown out 8-1 to one last night by Ottawa, but still, they, for the most part, they've been rocking and rolling. So my whole thing is that there is nobody specific out there that I would really want other than maybe Tortorella, but everybody is worried about the whole, the way hockey culture is now where the players are a lot softer and they don't react well to criticism. I mean, that was the whole knock on Mike Babcock when he was in Toronto, that he wasn't... He was too harsh with Austin Matthews. He was too harsh with Mitch Marner. And whether that's true or not, I think it made them better players in the long run. Um, also, it really hasn't changed a whole lot because they still haven't gotten out of the first round um, right. since he got fired. So for me, I don't know how many more games you can go playing as badly as the Devils have been playing, losing 6-1 to one last night, just playing atrocious and not do something about it. You have to make some change, whether it's just firing a guy like Mark Recchi or Elaine Nazardine. At least that's something. Because right. right now, what we have in place is not going to win us hockey games long term. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny you say that about the old, well, we'll just call it the old school coaches, you know, having, a, you know, supposedly having a problem connecting with players. But look what Daryl Sutter doing in Calgary. I'm not surprised. You know, and if you if you talk to former players that played for Sutter, mostly or guys like Sutter. Mostly they'll say, yeah, they were hard, and there were there were days where I, I hated their lives. But in the long run, they will tell you that they made them better hockey players because of how tough they were on them. Right. And, and don't forget some guys, Claude Julian is still available too. I forgot about Claude Julian. I mean, that would <laughs> the, that. Funny th- the funny thing about Julian is that he's coached with the Devils before. So this wouldn't be the first time. It's just sure. different ownership and everything like that. I wouldn't necessarily be against that. He's been a proven winner. I know things have been rough for him of late. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Somebody mentioned Kirk Muller. You know, oh, yeah. I, I have, I don't know. Kirk Muller. Cool. Kirk Muller did a pretty bang up job when he had to take over on uh, Montreal for a little bit last year and in the bubble. I mean, I, I can't really, I don't know. I really don't know what is the right move at this moment when it comes Patrick to Wah. the head coach. Ah, Honestly, how hilarious would it be if Marty Bruder has to tell Patrick Wall what to do? I think that's hilarious. I want that. He's like, you work for me and you listen to me. That, that would be great. It's like, no, and you know they're going to be at the table saying, all right, we're going to sign you, but you have to do one thing. You have to admit that I'm better than you. You have to, admit it. You have to publicly admit it. Publicly admit it, yeah. And you have to admit that I'm the better goalie. 
Yes. At the press conference. Couldn't you see that? <laughs> oh, you dude. I and think Patrick way, Wall. This is the part you want to pay attention to right here. Right. <laughs> I think Patrick Wall will end up being in Montreal at some point. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Hal has be... officially frozen over. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of goaltenders. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. There it is. Here we go. The Devils. Uh, Another year of talking about goaltending because we can't get out of our own way. Well, you know the well. Not only that, you can't stay, you know stay out of the the, the training room either because uh, yeah. now Jonathan Bernier is out yeah. long term with a hip injury. Yep. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back by the end of the season or no. what have you. He, he is officially done for the season. He is. The problem is, is this: as you all know in hockey, nobody really knows how long anybody's yeah. out. They don't tell you anything. Uh, Miles Wood has been out with bumps and bruises, and it's late December. <laughs> Last time I checked, bumps and bruises don't last until December. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, I'm sure you understand completely now. Oh yeah, they don't last until December. No, sometimes um, you wish they do, but no, they don't. No, they don't. So, but we eventually found out with Wood because it got to the point where okay, he's going to be out long term. He's got a hip problem with Jonathan Bernier. He has the exact same injury that Miles Wood has. It's a hip problem. And Lindy Ruff said he's very concerned about the long-term effect of Jonathan Bernier with this hip injury, which is a sign from God that Jonathan Bernier will probably never, ever be the same goalie ever again. He has the same problem that Corey Schneider had when when he was at the tail end of his time in New Jersey. The groin injury just ruined Corey Schneider's career. He just never became the same goaltender, very inconsistent. And Jonathan Bernier was playing very well until the Winnipeg game, gave up five goals, and then he got and then we found out he got hurt. My guess is that he got hurt early on in that game, tried to play through it, and that's why he gave up five goals because he couldn't move. So just like the year before, with Corey Crawford deciding to retire before the season even starts, we once again don't have a legitimate backup goaltender. We could have had one, sort of, in Scott Wedgwood, but Arizona claimed him off waivers again. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not, and like everybody's talking about, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had Wedgwood? No, because he's not that good. He like, he like, everybody talked about how good he was last year. We didn't have anybody else playing in the backup goaltending position because Corey Crawford retired. Honestly, I was going to do a podcast episode today talking about potential options for the Devils' backup goalie position. I went as nuts as saying, why don't we just ask Tuka Rask if he feels like playing? You know what? Why don't we call him? Matter of fact, why don't we ask Chicago if they're willing to move on from Marc-Andre Fleury? I, I could care. You know what? Anton Anton Hudobin is in the minors. I know he's been horrible this year, but what do we got to lose, right? What do we have to lose? I mean, Devin Dubnik's out there too. Oh, don't get me started with Devin (laughs) Dubnik. I love, I love, I love his masks, but I don't like him as a goaltender. Well, yeah. And everybody said I was nuts when they said we don't want Freddie Anderson as our backup. Well, look at at what he's doing now. Look at now. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Neil, I figured you'd be in a much better mood because the Devils made a move no. today to get another goaltender. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. The devil's, the devil's so, Instagram page was red hot about that. Yeah. I was scrolling through the comments. Because section. we don't Jeez. care. Because you have to understand, we don't care. All we care about is somebody getting fired. All right? Bro, bro, devil's, devil's social media, really. Like, devil's Twitter. You can literally say that we just signed, that we just traded for Alexander Ovechkin, and nobody's going to care. Because they'll say, don't care. Please fire somebody. Who, who are we firing? Jared, Jared, look, I got it up right now. Are you ready? This is the most recent yeah, comment. No, please this read, team please is read. not even close to the answer. The team is not being coached properly. Future considerations, however, unlike our coaching staff. Those are the first two comments immediately. <laughs> now we need to fire the coach to get some new players. That's a fun, dude, it just goes on. Fire the wretchy ball. Dude, it just keeps going. It's brutal. It's brutal. That's, dude, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Literally, what you guys should do is go on Twitter, save save our hashtag NJDevils, and every day go through the go through the tweets. It is that funny. Like we, it's I like just, I gave you the Dave, follow on Twitter, Neil. I'm gonna check it out, bro. It's hilarious. No, go to, go to when we announced it. Go to when we announced the trade on Twitter. It gets worse. It just gets worse. Like oh and look and yes, Scott. Let's talk about this trade, shall we? We shall, because uh, you know I, I do want to get your your opinion on something here, though. It's yes, interesting. I know, I'll I, give you that. Yeah, I, I don't see John Gillies as being a, a long term solution. Of course He's not. No. So, but here's the thing, right? With the, the Devils losing, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, the Comets losing Nico Dawes till at least after Christmas. To the uh, dumbest I, reason. I know. To the I, dumbest reason. Uh, you should have seen us all just absolutely hold our breaths and then watch him not being able to put weight on his right leg coming off the ice in Rochester was just. Just what we need. Yeah, exactly. Although Merrick Mittens played really good. And, uh, I love Mittens. Break out um, the Mittens, baby. That's right. Uh, but let me ask you, as, as a as a Devils fan, as a Devils yeah. analyst, yep. is it better to have kept Akira Schmidt in New Jersey as his backup, but not getting any playing time to help with his development, mm-hmm. or to go get somebody, at least somebody like Gillies, to hold the fort down a little bit until maybe somebody else comes available? Because in, in my yeah. my opinion, yeah, I think it would be much better served for the Devils organization to have Schmidt down in Utica playing at least. Mm-hmm. As opposed to because you know Blackwood's going to get most of the starts. That's a given. And Unfortunately, so. the guy, you know, I mean, I you know, we have and no again, choice. Right. So there you go. And especially no with Dawes being out, Schmidt's mm-hmm. going to get the lion's share of the starts in Utica. Yeah. So is am I am I on the right track there? Is that you know yeah. perhaps in your in your opinion, what should they have done? Should they have just kept Schmidt up in New Jersey or? No, no, they they should have. Here's the thing. They brought him up because we had no choice. We didn't have time to do anything else. Schmid has, is arguably the best goaltender in the AHL. And I'm not just saying that statistically speaking, he is eight Oh and two, a one point, like three goals against average. He's been rock solid. Even after Nico Dawes got hurt, he was still playing well. So if you have a goaltending tandem of Schmid and and Mittens, that's fine. You're still going to win games. You're oh, yeah. still going to win games because this team is outscoring everybody anyway. Right. So it's fine. Getting John Gillies. What's hilarious about John Gillies is this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick story. About several years ago, I was watching the Frozen Four National Championship game, Boston University versus Providence. In goal for Providence, John, John Gillies, Gillies, who I had no idea who he was. Big man though, huge goaltender, very big size. He played a great game, and Providence won. And I said, damn. Wouldn't it be nice to have a goaltender like that? Maybe it's like the successor to Marty. That was when he was picked up or drafted by um, Calgary. Right. 
it's just funny how things come full circle and now he's finally a devil, but it's like <laughs> you don't want him. <laughs> it's anticlimactic now for you, right? He hasn't even played. I don't think he's played a game in the NHL this year. I don't think he's so. He one. has he played one. Oh, he's yeah, played he one. The Blues, yeah. yeah. Great. And I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what Tom Fitzgerald is seeing in Gillies, except he's just here until somebody, like you said, Scott, comes available or somebody gets healthy or whatever. John Gillies, honestly, I'd start him tomorrow. I just, I just throw him into the fire. Let's just Shake see what we got. Let's just, you know, okay. if if What's Lindy Ruff wants to shit, the worst thing that could happen is that we still lose the happen. game. Right. We still lose and we get no points. And right. then Lindy Ruff goes another day without being fired. That's <laughs> that's about as worse as he's going to get. You understand that there will be at best like maybe 4,000 people in the stands tomorrow. And it's not just – it's not because of COVID. Oh, no. It's because this team sucks. And we're you know, six points out of a playoff spot. And that's what's making me laugh. You know what's brutal about that? Is if the comments were at home tomorrow, there'd be 4,000 people there. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah. Let yeah. Me, yeah. Here's the thing. I was blown away. Home opener for the comments. It was a packed house. And Scott did mention it to me. He said, I'm telling you, if they get good, that 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 state that arena is going to be packed to the gills every night, mm-hmm. and they have not disappointed. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away by what they what you guys are doing up there. It's phenomenal. I'm loving every single second of it. If only the Devils could play like that. If only the Devils could play like that, we'd be a machine. But with John Gillies, okay, let's see what we got. It's like it's like the Giants have Jake Fromm. And it's like, you know what? Why don't we just play him? What do we got to lose, right? The season is over. Daniel Jones probably isn't going to play at all the rest of this season. Mike Mike Glennon, we know, is horrible. So let's play Jake Fromm, who's never played in an NFL game before. He might surprise you. What do you have to lose? No, he might. He was an SEC quarterback. He might He might throw four touchdowns against the Cowboys on Sunday, for all we know. Who knows? I have no idea. So it's like, so when I saw the Devils made a trade, my heart dropped at first because I thought, oh, what did we do? What did we panic? It's like, we must have panicked on something. And it was like, well, if I didn't get anything two hours ahead of time, because usually my sources give me heads up, usually an hour before something happens, I was like, this probably isn't that big of a deal. But sure enough, they showed a St. Louis Blues goaltender. And for a hot second, I thought it was Jordan Biddington. And I said to myself, no oh, that's way. A dream. That's a dream. I would have laughed. I would have been like, that is the... That is so weird. But it was like, and I was like looking at him and he was wearing Calgary Flames gear with a blues jersey. And I was like, who the hell is that? And John Gillies. And I go, is that the dude from Providence? Let me look this up. And I'm like, that's the dude from Providence that won a national championship about five years ago. Wow. I feel old. It was the ghost like, of Rick Wamsley. Uh, it was just, so, I mean, dude, like. Just go on the – I swear to God, just go on social media and look at the comments of just how Brutal. we feel. Nobody said anything about like, oh, what a great move. Oh, what a terrible move. It's like, don't care. Lindy Ruff needs to be fired. <laughs> I was dying. I texted these guys. I go, dude, you guys got to see this. This guy goes, what do you mean? I go, it's brutal. Like it's – oh, my God. I've never seen anything like dumb. it. Devils fans are not dumb. We've seen this stuff for eight years straight now. Nobody cares about moves like this. Nobody cares. You're not because we know it's not going to make a difference. Oh, that's awesome! That is so awesome. Trade you, Georgie. So, so to answer your question, Scott, that's how that is how I feel right now. Don't fall into that 
Don't fall into but that. But he is. It's just because he's playing every day. Don't fall into that. Well, I mean, I understand that, but he's still playing okay. Nope. nope. I mean, all right. Who else you want in there? Huska? Huska I've been over sucks. this. I've been Huska over who sucks. I want. Yeah, well. <laughs> no. Trade Georgie. Give me Keith Kincaid as a backup, no. baby. Come yeah, on. there you go. He's Jordan a backup. Jared, That's a backup goalie. This is the same. He's still with Hartford. This is the same Keith Kincaid that blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I don't want nothing to do with this man. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He blocked you. Not, What'd you do? No, he's not. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's an asshole. Here's the thing. No, let me tell you something. Just tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'll tell you how I really feel. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Keith Kincaid does not do well with criticism. You cannot say anything negative about him on social media without him losing his mind. He's like Kevin Durant. Without oh a burner account. Like, oh, the thing yeah. about it is that you don't even have to tweet at him. You could just say his name and he will go block you. I know people that have said good things about him and he still blocked them. So uh, I don't care. Oh, I didn't oh do anything. I have said, here's the thing. With Keith Kincaid on Devil's State of Mind, I have not said a word. I have not said anything about Keith Kincaid except right now, but not on social media. And I looked one time, I clicked on his profile that said, this user has blocked you. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you sensitive man. Like, you're not even on the devils anymore. Relax. Nothing would make me happier than for Keith Kincaid to start a game against the devils and be absolutely ass. <laughs> Well, I guess I had a hot yeah. button there, boys. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Hey, I'll tell you out. what, though. He will definitely not be coming on my podcast anytime soon. Well, you know what, though? If the Devils do trade for him, we got to have Neil back on. Oh, like, my the next God. Right? Oh, oh look at my him. God. Look at him. He's, 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 <laughs> look I'm going to have a stroke. I'm going to have a stroke <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> Bro, dude, the only reason that anybody likes him is because the, the, the fans that – okay. There are a lot of fans <laughs> that think that he's a very attractive man. That's I could true, care yeah. less about that. I could care less. That's the only true. person we've ever had that was good looking that actually did anything was Taylor Hall. People used to infatuate about Kevin Rooney, who I'm sorry to say is a fourth liner. I don't entirely disagree with that. Yeah. No, you don't. You, don't you guys are seeing, I'm sure a lot of Rangers <laughs> fans are falling over head over heels for him. No, he's no Julian Gauthier. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you got Julian. You got oh, you got a few young. I like bucks, how we so. went from talking about how do I feel about John Gillies to how much I don't like Keith Kincaid. Yeah, I mean you brought up a good point. He's a man rocket and he can get it. But either way, moving on. Now yeah. we went we'll tell you what. Here, let's let's do this. I, I'll tell you, just so his head doesn't explode. We're, we're going to do you a favor, Neil. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's go the other way. Prospects coming up through the system. Who do you like? Well, I mean. I like Riley Walsh. I really do. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. this kid has potential to be a mainstay in the NHL for a long time. He's definitely, though, somebody that I would say is like a long-term prospect. He's, he doesn't have the biggest size, but it's fine. He could still do a whole lot and be very productive. Alexander Holtz, what can I say? This dude's got a shot and a half. This dude, this dude will get sent down from the Devils and play the same night and score two goals. That's how good that this guy is. Yep. He just needs more time down there. And right. Kevin Deneed is getting the best out of Alexander Holtz. Now, granted, he's going to the World Juniors right now, but that's okay. We we are okay with him doing that. 
So is Utica. Everybody understands why he's going. Um, By the they, way, comments fans, he probably won't be playing this uh, Thursday and Friday because I think he no he, he left tonight. He, he, he left yesterday. Yeah. He left yesterday. Okay. He left yesterday because camp starts today for That's at right. least Switzerland, um, Sweden. Excuse me, uh, Fabian Zetterlin, who played a little bit in the NHL. I like him for his speed and his physicality. I really do. Um, he definitely brings a different type of element. Um, I love all the goaltenders. I love Schmid. I love uh, Schmidt. Sorry. I love Nico Dawes. Um, those guys have been tremendous. Uh, let's see who else has been really rocking and rolling. I don't understand how um, DeLeo is like the best player on the team. I think that's hilarious, by the way. Um, that he's like, is he, is he still their point, top point getter? Is he still? Is I, he still he's, I don't know he's if it's with Riley Walsh right now. I was going to say he's tied with Walshy. Yeah. I could, yeah, I have it up. I, I had it up on my phone because I was, yeah, Riley Walsh now. Yeah, Riley Walsh now. Oh, no, actually, they're both tied. They're both tied at 15. Yeah, 15. Um, Graham Clark, my boy from uh, the Ottawa 67s, is. Yep. Dude, he's going to be an NHL player. He has goal scoring ability, and we just need to we just need to get him up in the NHL sooner rather than later. Um, I don't know about Nolan Foot. The thing is, is that I. It seems like he's just had a really tough year in general, and I don't really yes. understand why. I don't you know. know he's, he's just has, you know you watch him play and you see how big he is, and you see him in warmups, and you see him. You know, he's not a small guy. He's, he's not like. The Leo. He's not like a Russo. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's big, but he doesn't, he doesn't use it. Right. He's not using his physicality that I think that he probably, obviously he has, he's just not right. using it. So he's getting pushed around a lot. And I hope like at some point he kind of snaps out of it and says, Oh yeah, I'm bigger than you. I can do right. this. Cause I don't know <laughs> if was... it's a confident thing where he's saying to himself, I don't know if I can do this in like mm-hmm. a growing pain year. Because yeah. that's what I'm seeing. Like he's just—he's not ripping the shot that he wants. He's not yeah. getting dirty in the in the corners enough. And I just—I just think he'll get there. It's just going to take a little bit of time. He struggled in the preseason as well. It just seemed like right from the get-go he wasn't—he wasn't feeling himself. He wasn't feeling the confidence. Another guy that I love that just got called up is Kevin Ball. I mean, this dude is if, out, the, the hilarious. <laughs> thing, the hilarious thing about Kevin Ball is that he says that he's an offensive defenseman, and I'm like, dude, you're six foot seven, two hundred plus, and you're an offensive defenseman. And I'm like, I'm waiting for that moment where in the NHL he just lines up somebody and obliterates them. I'm waiting for. I just think that sometimes he. I'm waiting Kinda for like it here said, in Utica. <laughs> right. It's right. like, I mean, no, Jeremy, it's exactly like you were talking about with Nolan Foot. It's like, use that physicality. You right. have that ability. You are right. massive. You are right. bigger than everybody. And Kevin Ball has gotten better. I could see it. He's a, he's he's played well in Utica offensively. Yeah. And I think defensively, look, he just blocks a lot of shots. Not a lot is going to get going to get past You can't him. get around him. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, he opens his arms and you're going, and you literally see some of the wingers come down come down the boards and he'll open up and you'll see him go and you'll, their eyes will get big. And you're like, where do I go? It's and like, they look well, and the puck goes out of the zone. I'm going, well, exactly. Ball, balls. You just did his job. Like right, exactly. he literally just did the job without yeah. doing much. I mean, all he did, he didn't poke the chuck, poke, check the puck. He just opens mm-hmm. up and he's like, the wingers go, uh Oh, and there's nowhere a, for him to go. You know? Yeah. yeah and, and, and we're big on, we're yeah, go ahead, Scott. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to tell you up here. He's got his own fan club too. Oh, oh yeah. does he? Yeah. Yeah, you got to check balls out. It's balls out. Ball, balls out. Balls are at balls are man on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. You got to check that oh, out. Man. I just dropped it in the chat. Oh, yeah, dude, I got I got to find so that. Funny. 
That is yeah. so awesome. That is so awesome. It's I'm, uh, great because they, they they got shirts that they wear at the Adirondack Bank Center. And uh, it's great. Uh, it I gotta awesome. find this. I gotta get, I gotta get me one of those. That is sick, man. I love that. Yeah. But um, out, I'm also I'm also a pretty big fan of uh, Michael Vukashevich. Um, another big defenseman. Like the thing about it, and I'm sure you guys see this from watching. The Devils have made it a point to to have a lot more bigger, very big defensemen like playing. And I think right. that even with a guy like Shakir uh, Mukamadulin, who's playing in um, the KHL, he's one of our top defensive prospects. The dude's like 6'6". He's a tall, lengthy defenseman. (laughs) That's the thing. That's what's funny about a guy like Luke Hughes. He's like the smallest defenseman we have in the system. And he's still like very good. Um, Which I know, Jeremy, you're probably very happy to see him play with uh, the boys in blue. Um, Not surprised that Aiden Hutchinson finished second in the Heisman. I I am. I I think that was crap. I think it was crap because Kenny Pickett should have finished. And granted, I'm biased because I'm from Jersey. Kenny Pickett should have won the Heisman, not Bryce Young. Well, that you know, it's Bama. They ain't gonna. That's the reason why they won. That's the reason why. But but uh, all in all, I mean, we have a lot of really solid prospects. And the thing about it is that the chemistry that this team has with one another is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They know exactly where they need to be, and they all enjoy playing together. And Kevin Deneen. It's got it. And you know who doesn't get talked about enough? Sergey Breland, who has right. been in this organization yeah. for a long time, just as a coach. He's been here through several owners, several GMs, and I'm shocked that he is not a coach in the NHL, even just an assistant. Hell, I know you guys probably wouldn't like this, but I would fire Mark Recchi and bring up uh, Sergey Breland to help out because it seems like he figured it out down there. He's figuring it out very well. Um and so we have the right pieces in place. It's just about we need to fix the NHL part of our organization before the AHL part of our organization is ready to go. Right. Because we cannot be at a st- we cannot be stagnant by the time these kids come up because then they're going to end up being stagnant. That's my problem. That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And I do want to ask you too because we we touched on Alexander. Holt I also earlier. really don't like the Rochester Americans, by the way. Oh, I'm so sick of playing them. Like I just wrote an article. I'm so yeah, sick their of social media guys. account pisses me off. Oh. No, they really try to be funny about it. Oh. Also, I, I don't think the Utica Comets should have to apologize for roasting Cole Caulfield on social media. I don't I, think yeah, we have to apologize for Thank anything. You. No, I think um, I think I think Daddy, everybody's just Daddy, sensitive. He's got to come and save him again, and whatever you know, it's fine. Whatever. We'll, we'll just you come know, at Max, you. We'll come you know, at. We'll Max come at him Max Domi used to get roasted on social media all the time, and and Tide never stepped, never had to come in and like do anything. He just said, "Hey, he's a grown man; he can figure it out." Yeah. And we'll Max come, Domi's we'll fine. We'll come heavier. We'll come heavier and harder next time. Yeah. Just, which I, mean, I can't wait for. Bro. Well, I think he's in Montreal now, Cole. Is. Yeah. No, good for him. Uh, I, you know, good for so him. We'll see. They uh, the the comments play Laval again on February second, I believe it is. So we'll see what happens by then. Uh, but with Alexander Holtz, I, I wanted yeah. to ask you that. You know, I mean, obviously, he was lighting it up in the A for the for the Comets. I mean, and, and everybody, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Everybody loves him here. Right? Oh, I'm sure. And I'm so sure. he was he was called up to the NHL to the Devils, and, and mm-hmm. it seemed like he struggled for for a bit up there. Uh, it was a healthy scratch a few times. Let yep. me ask you something: Should the Devils just keep him at the AHL level this season? Let him get acclimated to the North American game, get mm-hmm. his confidence back up, and then maybe come back at it. Say, you know, beginning of next season. Or, I mean, because it depends on what direction the season goes for the Devils. Oh, yeah. They may, by, say, March, just start calling up prospects and saying, here you go, kids. Welcome to the big show. Welcome, try. Right? Yeah. Might, might be yeah. sooner than March, my friend. 
Well, we're, we're playing we're, right now. It might be sooner than March. Well, could be, but we're we're hoping to keep some of the guys just from a selfish point of view. For I know, us. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We're enjoying this way too much. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, especially with Holtz. I mean, yeah. that's, he's the he's kind of the, the the star of the show, so to speak, for the prospect <laughs> system for the Devils. Yeah. Would it be smarter for them to keep him down here for the rest of the season and just start over again next season? I think it. I think it's the right move. Um, I don't fully blame Alexander Holtz for the reasons that he struggled um, because you saw right away uh, when he got when he got on this team that he wanted the puck and he wanted to shoot it. Right. And the problem is that this team is too passive, so they don't really know what to do with a guy like him. And I felt like that Lindy Ruff was trying so hard to get Holtz to play a certain way that it was preventing Holtz from playing the way that he's capable of playing, which is shooting the puck. And right. that's the problem that that it was. It seemed like for him, he was all he had to do was get his first NHL goal, and then the goals would start rolling. Like that's the way it looked like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that he was a healthy scratch several times because it was like, if he's a healthy scratch, why don't you just send him back down to send Utica? Just down. play, right. just let him play. Because the problem was, is this: we all wondered why he didn't make the team out of camp, and the reason was because they said they wanted him to get more playing time. So then they bring him up like a month and a half into the year, and then they sit him for several games. What is the point of that? (laughs) And you know what? What I give Alexander Holtz a lot of credit for is that he he doesn't take it personally. He just decided, okay, I'm going to go down, and I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to keep playing my way. I'm going to keep playing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show them that I am capable of doing what you need me to do on a consistent basis. We need a coach in here that's going to see that talent and say, we need to emphasize that. You know we get excited. You know fans are gonna be frothing at the mouth when Alexander Holtz says that the guy he looked up to the most is Alexander Ovechkin. If that shot, which is what you've seen on the power play, he stands in the exact same spot sure does. as where Ovechkin stands. You don't think to tell me that uh, that Alexander Holtz can't be the devil's version of Ovechkin, a guy that can score 40-plus goals a year? I'd take that in a heartbeat. Watching Alex- him warm up, watching him skate, watching him pass, watching him shoot. I mean, you're 100% right on that, Neil. Like, he is – He has, he has he unbelievable is, confidence in himself. Yeah, he does. I mean, sure, the physicality side of it is a little different, obviously. He's but, over you know 200 what? pounds. He can yeah, deal with it. He's, but he's still a kid. Like, he's still 19 That's years true. old. I mean, no, he's, I know. A ba- he's a baby. Um, I think you are, you've hit it him right on the head. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, he is, he's that good that mm-hmm. he just, he doesn't get demoralized. He doesn't get down on himself. He's very humbled. He just stays true to his, what he knows and where he is. And he knows that he's just going to go. And that's all he's he wants awesome. to do. He just wants to go. He just wants he to just play wants the game. To play, he right. He just play. wants to play hockey. Right. He doesn't care where it is right now. If he has to learn here, fine. If he, if he has to learn going up. Fine, but either way, he's still playing the game that he loves, and he's still, you know, doing what he emulates, which is Alex. So, and that's why, and that's why he's going to the World Juniors because we know he's going to dominate. Yeah, yeah. Because he's one of the older players in in the tournament. He's going to light it up. I would yeah. not be surprised if he was one of the better players out there. Now, granted, it's going to be on a wider. It's actually, it's not going to be on a wider ice because they're playing in Canada. So, this is actually a really good thing for him, just in general, because the ice is going to be the same. Right. It's going to be NHL ice. So it'll give him another opportunity for him to get more accustomed to it. So to answer your question, Scott, it would make more sense for me to just leave him down there for the rest of the season, especially with this. Look, 
I know that some people might not think this is a big deal, but if Utica were to go on a major run, and let's say by all, if everything goes to plan, maybe we win the Calder Cup. That is I such just, a huge I just, I, by thing. By the way, I just knocked on wood for everybody. Thank you. Jeremy, Devils fans need to knock on wood more than, more than ever right now, my friend. But, you know, if they go and, if they go and do that, that is a massive confidence boost for that entire team. The organization the itself says, you know what? We're building a winning uh, program here. We're building a winning organization here. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be where, okay, we have guys down there that have proven that they know how to win. The thing that blew my mind was that when Fabian Zetterlin got called up, you know what the first thing he said to the media when he got called up? He said, I hope I can bring that 10-game winning streak from Utica up here to the Devils. He's got confidence going everywhere. Yeah. For him to say that as somebody who was just getting into the NHL, making his NHL debut, for him to say that is quite impressive. And that is where the job of Kevin Neen, Sergey Breland, that entire coaching staff has done a fantastic job. You know, I'm glad you said that because my daughter just wants everybody to know that she absolutely loves. Oh, yes. Yeah, awesome. Fabian Zetterlin. Did you, uh, did you tell me- her, Scotty, that uh... – I kind of sat next to Holtzy and, and Zets the other night at dinner. After no, the game. because I'll tell you what, because then we would have to go to the 72 every night for dinner. That's not happen. So I did like, come not on, Jerry, you know how kids are. What's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. Hey, hey, there you, you know, go. But I got to tell you something, Neil. It, you're, what you just said about Holtz, you know, basically idolizing Alexander Ovechkin. Just because of that, I hope you guys win the Stanley Cup someday because I want to see if he can celebrate <laughs> like Alex Ovechkin. That's what I want to see. Hey, right? oh, yeah, that's Remember, what we all want. And I'll tell you what, leave him down here in Utica enough, and he'll learn how to do it. Trust me. So. Well, oh, yeah, I'm sure. 19. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. No one in the city is letting him drink here. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah, right, right. No, they are not. Yeah. I speak no, for every establishment. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are boy. not letting him. So, you, know, you guys have uh, you've already got uh, <laughs> yeah we're just gonna walk away from that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Slow transition got... to the next to the next yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. I think the sensor button's getting ready. Uh, oh, here we go. So you got uh, you got Marion Student each up right now, and you also yep. got Kevin Ball, who we mentioned. Kevin Ball. Before. Yep. Who do you think is going to be the next ones that are going to come up in the event of say, give me a forward, give me a defenseman. And we already know the goaltending situation is, so we don't have to rehash that again. Yeah. We'll stay away from that. Please. <laughs> Please. I can't take – no. As somebody who's a former goalie and who idolized Martin Brodeur, we have the greatest goaltender to ever play the position. We take goaltending for granted way too much. Like, oh, yeah. we really do. Well, we, we criticize it, I think, more than a lot of fans because we're just – we were so used to having stability in net that nowadays we just don't. And that's what's frustrating. That we keep thinking the next goaltender that comes in and does well right away is the next Marty Brodeur. Like when Blackwood first came up, that was the same art. That was the same thing. That was our same reaction. Wow, and, that know, sounds like Ranger fans going, "Hey, we got Chesty as uh, Lundquist right now." Yeah, no, don't, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though, Neil? Yeah. Marty Brodeur got to start in Utica, so maybe someday. That's true. Nico Dodd yeah. or Eric Schmidt. Right? No, I, actually, my money's on Merrick's mittens. He's gonna be the mo- he's gonna be the most unlikely person to be good, and he'll be the best best of the bunch. Watch. You know what? You're gonna have like you got like a Marty Bordeaux, Sean Burke, Chris Terreri mix right yeah. now in Utica. Yeah, right. That's that's true. We have very good goal. We have. I only wish we had that goaltending in the NHL. If we did that, we'd, we'd be in a lot better position. But as far as as far as guys coming up, I think the most likely people. Is probably I think Riley Walsh is going to get an opportunity if things go awry. I think Graham Clark. 
Oops, we frozen. His screen froze up. Yep. All good. He'll be back in just a second. So uh, you know what? It's funny that he was just mentioning the goaltending because you know what? Mittens, Dawes, and Schmidt. Doesn't uh, that sound like a law firm? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So Neil's having a little bit of a technical difficulty right now. So while he's straightening that out, uh, oh, he's back. There he is. What just happened? Your, your screen you froze. froze. <laughs> is this thing on? Yeah, right. Can you hear me now? Can you guys you hear, hear me now? Hear me now? <laughs> Does anyone know what just happened at all? Yeah, your screen froze. Your screen up. froze. Up. My screen froze. Okay, yeah. that was strange. And my headset died. So there you go. There's just one thing. Oh, there it is. This is this is growing great, guys. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, like, I don't do this all the time or anything. No, it's, <laughs> it's not like I don't. It's not like I do this for a living or anything, right? Right. Yeah. right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, jeez. But um. You know, those, uh, those would be the three guys. I think Nolan Foot, with, with Nolan Foot, I think that the Devils just love his potential so much that they want to give him every possibility. And look, we got him in the trade for Blake Coleman. And right. we know the type of ability that he has. And we just want him to be given an opportunity. Now, is it possible that the Devils could use some of these guys to maybe make a move to get a big-time player to come help the team now? Absolutely. But I think the way Tom Fitzgerald wants to run this team, he wants to run this team from the, from the ground up with the farm system and having a lot of prospects coming up and playing. That's, that's kind of how we're in the situation now. A lot of the guys that we have are guys that we've either drafted or just young guys that we got in who had very little NHL experience. And now we're in this position. And so I would say those are the three most likely guys moving forward. Maybe Vukashevich. I don't know. It's kind of flip-flopping with him because I think it's Vukashevich is the one that keeps going from ECHL to uh, Utica, which kind of worries me a little bit that he keeps flip-flopping like that. I don't know if it's – Yeah, I don't know what's going on because – and a lot of the time he's been in Utica, he was a healthy scratch as well. I don't – I mean, but you know what, though? There's so much potential with that kid. There and really that's the thing. Is. We have a lot of players in this farm system that have so much potential that if everything goes right, if they're developed correctly, they're going to be really, really good players. You know and what other not all of them are going to be stars, but the fact that we have opportunity to get role players to come up and be major contributors in their other ways, because you got to, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup with just stars. You got to win with workmanlike players. You got to win right. with a balance of everything. Even you got to give Tampa credit. They have a, a bunch of workmanlike players as well in their bottom six that do very well. That's what Tom Fitzgerald wants to build with this team. Yeah, and you know who else has been really good on the defense down here is Nikita Hotuk. Blocks I, every I, shot. I can't say that name still. A I mean, I, yeah, thank you. A Hotuk. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah, Nikita you know? Oh, he blocks every yeah, shot. I cannot – I'm not going to lie. What was it, the last game? What was it, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night? I don't even know what night it was. But they, we were literally sitting there, and we're like, you know what? He hasn't been in the box yet. Sure enough, there goes way to the go. Fight. It's, way to it's go, almost pal. literally saying like, oh, it wasn't even a us. fight. It wasn't even a fight. He kind of just it was grabbed a Kurt Angle belly to belly suplex. And he just kind of just pulled his head down and said, "Yep, I don't feel like doing this, but I'll take a penalty." I love how every week this show ends up going back to old school WWF. I love it. We we got a lot of Bobby the Brain. Yeah, I know. We got a lot of physical players in our farm system. That's for sure. Oh, there it is. There it is. The Macho Dom. Go by your day. So, so speaking <laughs> of the Macho Dom, Dom, I know you got a question you want to ask, Neil. Oh. What's up, Dom? I, I just wanted to uh, bounce it off. Now, this is my own personal experience that I've had the last couple of years. 
uh, there was a lot of people in Vancouver that did not like us when we, the, when their system was here. And I was just interested, obviously, there's such a, pol- a pulse uh, on the fan base of the Devils. Like, what kind of reaction was there when the team moved? I know Binghamton's a little closer to New Jersey, but knowing the type of fan base we have here in Utica and just the, mm-hmm. the ability to kind of give these guys a boost, if there was any type of talk, whether positive or negative, having the team right. move here. I think at first we were surprised because then we heard about how the Devils operated when it came to getting away from Binghamton, which I still am not a fan of. I didn't sure. like the way that they handled that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I understood why we were going back to Utica because a lot of people were saying, well, when it came to our farm mm-hmm. system, once we went to Utica, that's where we started to get a lot of success. And Utica has a very passionate fan base up there. So let's give it a try. I would say this with 100% certainty. Every Devils fan up here in New Jersey absolutely loves what's going on in Utica. We are blown away by the amount of support that you guys give us for these young players, how enthusiastic you are. And we are, and the, and that's the biggest reason to me why the team has had so much success so far this season is because that crowd in Utica is phenomenal. You guys are so awesome as hockey fans. And you're just, you are making it such a great place to play where these young kids who have dreams of being NHL players and playing for the New Jersey Devils, you're making them feel, you know, really, really at home and very comfortable. And I think that that's what is great. And I hate knocking on Binghamton, but Binghamton never really did that for us um, in many ways. And I think that was the problem. So at the end of the day, I personally... Um, and I feel like I could speak for a lot of Devils fans. We absolutely love what's gone on in Utica so far. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, I think the only thing that we were kind of, we were thinking about doing was like changing the name to the Utica Devils. But I remember somebody was like, it's gotta be just the Comets. So yeah, we're that's it, man. I really love, I, I love what you guys do up there. Yeah. It, it's been great too. And we, we've talked about this a million times, but. I'm Scott, obviously, is the odd one out. He's a Kings fan, but me and Jeremy are, are Rangers fans. And you think being in New York or so close to Buffalo, be a lot more Sabres fans or even Rangers. The majority of people I know are Devils fans. Are Devils fans, yeah. And I think a lot of it comes with having the Devils here and just for the fact that they've been successful compared to the, New- the Rangers and the Islanders and the Sabres the last right. 25 years. Right. So I-, I think a lot of that plays into it with the enthusiasm. I mean, all you get. I would say take a trip up sometime when things are cool, calm, collected as far as all this COVID stuff goes. But, man, yeah. the, the energy in the building, especially this year, is electric. The fans are eating it up. I love it. I'm a big fan of the color change, especially. No yeah. no disrespect to Vancouver, but yeah. the black and the red fits the city. It's a little more gritty. I love it. It's, it's, it's going good. really well. So when, when we got the news, I was very, very – as a season ticket holder, I was very excited. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's been great. It's been a great partnership, and hopefully – I'm hoping that this is a place that we stay put in for a pretty long time. That's what I'm hoping for. Cause we've had a lot of inconsistency with where our, you know, minor league team is Albany. Then we moved to Binghamton and now we're here. And I'd like right. to, I'd like to hope that Utica is a place that we stay for, for a while. I think I don't see it going away. I mean, if it's going to be like this future, every year, then, then, then nobody's going to complain. Yeah. With the future that with the way the, the way a play is going and the way how the, the actual building is going to be going. I don't think, Right. It's going to go anywhere. Bad teams don't draw money, Jer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, Dom, you've written a, a couple articles for the website that's really knocked it right out of the park as far as the, uh, the fan base passion here and uh, the AHL schedule, which is a very it's interesting getting stale, article. boys. Yeah, it's it getting stale. But you know, no, I, the, the one I'm working H- on right H- now. The schedule is so weird. Thank yeah. you. I don't yeah. understand. Thank you. You, you, like, you. you play one game and then you're off for like 
nine days. I'm like, what, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. high school. We've already played yeah. Rochester. This next time is going to be the seventh time we've played them this year. <sighs> I feel like I'm in the COVID bubble. I'm getting sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're in the yes. middle of a three-game set against Cleveland. And then <laughs> and then I brought this up in the article. I think it's next, like two weeks from now or whatever. We play Syracuse four out of five games. I don't get that. Two and then one off and then two again. Yeah. Is this I, like is this just what it is every year or is it just this year that they're yeah, doing uh, weird ever Syracuse Syracuse we see all the time. Yeah. Syracuse we see all the time. I don't ever remember seeing Rochester this often. Yeah. I just want to play I San remember Diego seeing or something. I remember once. seeing Hershey a lot. <laughs> I mean, you said Hershey a lot. Cross country to place the San Diego Ontario. Goals. Yeah, it's some, just yeah. Yeah, one something time something. Right? Yeah. We yeah, we well, actually God, we made a great point. Yeah, go ahead. No, you made a great point when you said that the ECHL does it. Our, our, the, what part of Utah is on the East Coast? I'll tell you. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Short know. answer. There, there my, is an interesting my brother, my brother responded to that by just going the East Coast, the East part. The yeah, East right? part. <laughs> that was good, Jeff. That was good. That was good. The East. He's been That's to awesome. Utah, so he, knows, yeah. so he knows it better than I do. I just think it would be cool, like, especially, Scott, you you know, and not, it's not like you're not a hockey fan. I know you're a Devils fan, but you're a hockey fan too, right? right of There's a ton of great talent out there. Like, how much yeah. good talent is over on the West Coast and the yeah. HL right now? It would be so There's much fun to watch. Talent, yeah. You know, so it would just, I just think it would be good for the exposure of the league to shake it up a little bit and the, the players, the teams. It would be fun. I don't, NHL it's not teams like, travel all over the country. Why can't AHL teams? That's what, that's and a, a point that I made in the article, and maybe you, you Neil, watching these kids come through the Devils organization or any organization, say your first moment – that's a great comment. We can get oh, rid of that. Yeah, we got to – You can nix that, bud. Um, yeah. Spit, freaking uh, – Yo. That was <laughs> um, What there was you go. that one? Don't worry about it, Jerry. Yeah, um, what? What is going on here? What a point is, that I made oh. – yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that what again? Is I thought that? we blocked. <laughs> I try refreshing the page. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna block that out so Where I can make the point I was gonna from? make. YouTube's wild, man. Um. Oh, I know. I do live watch alongs on the Hockey Pod Network YouTube channel. Yeah, bro. We get we get people that come on and just say the darndest things. Yeah, just go, and nobody has any idea how to respond to it. We just sit no. there and yeah, go. We, uh, <laughs> All right, it's there. We do apologize. We do not condone any of that. That's right. No, of course well, not. As a, after so rudely interrupted, my my point was it was going to say say pick at whatever comment you want. Right? Say this guy had to play a night. We, we just drove to and from Charlotte or whatever, and then he's got to get called to New Jersey. But they're playing in Anaheim tomorrow. The first time this guy's had to travel to play is his first night in the show. I mean, that's just so much unnecessary pressure and stress on this kid. He, you know, he had to he fly. Did, he had to fly yeah. like right, like late at night to get yeah. over to Anaheim. It's, yeah. It's, if you're not used to doing that all year, I mean, that's an adjustment. And then, then the kid, then you might not perform. It's like, yeah, no kidding. Like, well, he's on. also dealing. He's already dealing with time difference because he's coming from a completely different country yeah. to play in North America. They're not used to that. Like no. these guys aren't used we, to that. We we did it. We did it when we had the Vancouver organization. Guys yeah, go back you see how well that time. worked out? That worked out terribly. <laughs> yeah, that, was that, was, that must have been fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it's brutal. But that's another nice thing, Jerry. I'm glad you brought that point up. That never I'm made sure. any sense to me that you guys that – Yeah, the was, first couple we, years we were still in the Western Conference. Yeah, ridiculous. and it was like yeah, – and yeah. the thing was – no, but again, it's like Vancouver, and then anytime somebody gets called up, unless they're playing on the East Coast by chance, they're flying cross-country to go to Vancouver. Right, right. Weird. Very weird. 
Well, that's the nice thing. I'm sure Devils fans could probably appreciate this too, is like not only are we still in New York State pretty close to New Jersey, but our East Coast team is here too. So the whole, I mean, the whole organization is basically all on I-90 for the most part. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's tremendous. kept it very much a very straightforward path. I mean, a very straightforward path. It's a smart move. It's a solid move. I actually have wondered that, because I know sometimes teams do this, but I've often wondered what would happen if, the Utica Comets decide to play a game or two at the Prudential Center because I would just want to see how many people would show up. Like not oh, just New Jersey, that'd be all awesome. right? That'd be awesome. there. Like, awesome. that, that is right I want to see because I want to see that type of atmosphere. Or even the Devils, like you know, just flip flop a game. Yeah, that would Devils be Devils come here. Oh, I feel like you guys would pack there. the pack the place oh, if be, the Devils it came. Would be jammed. Yeah, I think that would, it be, would good. be jammed 100. And then and then we'd all talk about the Devils being relocated. <laughs> 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 The rumors will come out again. Oh, we're relocating. We're relocating to Utica. So four thousand seat arena in Utica. <laughs> it's just easier get, to sell we'll out. Get all though. the tax. Oh, we'll get the tax money and upgrade from four thousand to twenty thousand. <laughs> well, they already got the suites, so don't worry. Yeah, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, it's all good. Oh man, oh, man, Neil, we got a few more items to get here. You, sure. uh, you, you got a few little more minutes or yeah of course all right so when you were on before we used to go to commercial break at this point to do breakaway trivia but since dave is convalescing still and i have nowhere near his talent with this stuff we just do breakaway trivia now and we don't do a commercial break <laughs> let's go so, as always breakaway trivia is brought to you by jimmy the Iceman mcneil's children's book the red and white zamboni ice machine if you would like a copy you can email jimmy at mac underscore iceman at hotmail.com all right, guys. So this week's breakaway trivia question is: it's Almost like he's looking for a ghost. I thought I no. I, I could. I headphones. It's raining. I didn't. Oh god! Nice. Like for time. The only time I'm Somebody's ever up here, here is for the podcast. So like, I'm not used to. I, I, my house is a Cape Cod style house. So like, the roof is right here. I didn't. I'm always downstairs. I don't know. Then go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so that notwithstanding, uh, everybody knows Wayne Gretzky holds the point or the fifty-one game point scoring streak. That's the NHL record. Who has the second longest streak in the NHL all time? I know this. I know this. I don't know this, but I think I know this. All right, I'll let you go last then. Yeah. Jeremy, what's your guess? Mario. Neil. Mark Messier. And Dom. Um, Is it Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> nope, Jeremy was right. Damn it. Mario. Yeah. I would have gone with Mario if Jeremy hadn't said it, but I just decided not to say it. So. Yeah. Josh Briggs turns in and says 66. I'm assuming. Yeah, he's right. right. It was Mario Lemieux, 46 games in the 1989-90 season. I remember that because I was a you know a huge Wayne Gretzky fan when I was that age. I think I was uh what was I, 14, 15, something like that. And I remember losing my mind over this, thinking that Mario was going to break my idol's record. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is the end of the world, you know? So yeah, You were a big Mario, Gretzky fan? I was a huge Gretzky oh, fan. Oh, it's interesting. I, just, I guess I never put together that a kid from a small I mean, yeah, town upstate New York ended up being yeah. a Kings fan. Kings. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was it right there. It makes, you know? it makes too much sense. It makes perfect sense. Hey, do you have a hockey podcast? What's that? <laughs> do you have a hockey show? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you. No. No, 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 no. the other guy. No, yeah. What's is it? it called, what's it called? Is it called Marty's Illegal? Yeah, what's it called? Mar- Marty's Illegal Stick. I think he. Oh, I wonder where that thing, came dude. from. <laughs> yeah. When you type it in on YouTube, what do you think comes up? Uh, yeah, it well, should be this show. But yeah, well, it's a clip. We're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, we're making waves. Now we just got to uh, get Marty on. 
Oh, you know I didn't see I'm, that. I'm trying. That would be awesome. I, I would. You've I been would trying. Yeah, you've been trying for that, huh? Yeah. And then so. the whole hour is just going to be that play. Just the whole hour is just going to be. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you know what? Let's though, just get right I, into it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can we we joke about it, and it's funny. But you know what? Though the Kings really don't make the final that year without him. No, he they was don't. outstanding yeah, in yeah. that playoff run. You're right. They Dang. also don't. They also don't make it if Gretzky didn't take a dive. Oh come on! Oh, come on! Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. There's an old, there's there's a slice there for you. I mean, I, you know, the thing is, like, I wrote a book on the Maple Leafs, and I watched that play several times. Gretzky took a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care, nothing. Hey, they didn't call him the great one for nothing, Neil. It was a oh, great yeah. one for everything. All right, they call him the slick one too. Yeah, well, <laughs> now he's now he's promoting NFTs. I know. <laughs> Bro, the, the, no, the commercial is so bad. I'm sorry. It's so cringy to me. It is. It's, it's like talking about NFTs. It's like, oh, here's a puck and I'm going to shoot. And now you can take a picture. I was like, just screenshot it and you have it. <laughs> well, you just screenshot it and you, you have an NFT. Congratulations. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I'm yeah. more of a Mario guy myself, so it doesn't matter. And that's surprising, being a Devils fan. Well, the thing is, here's a fun fact. Um, the year that Mario Lemieux was drafted, there was a battle – to tank basically between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils that year. And both of those teams basically battled it out to the end to see who would finish last. And the Penguins ended up finishing last by a point um, because the Devils won their final game. The Devils had lost their final game. They would have had the number one overall pick and Mario Lemieux would have been a devil. Um, I don't know what would have happened with the organization, like just in general, uh-huh. Um, when it came to, came to that, because the Devils ended up drafting Kirk Muller second overall, which kind of worked out for us anyway. Right, right. Kirk Muller was very good, um, very respected in, in Devil's lore. But I think that's also just kind of a cool, kind of a cool piece of trivia that I don't think a lot of people know that the Devils almost got uh, Mario Lemieux. Wow, I did not know that. He's also just a. I also think he's just a prototypical goal scorer. Just a you know six foot four, well over two hundred pounds. I can do you everything. Know, you know, he can do everything. That's why I like Ovechkin so much because he's that. He's the do it all guy. He can. Lay the body, score goals, make really good plays. Make you know, Yager too. Yager too, yeah. I, and I love Yager with the Devils. <laughs> Yager uh, in New Jersey was like the greatest thing for like a year and a half, because sadly he was our best player. Yeah, but you know what? Didn't Yager spend like that. a year and a half with like just about every NHL franchise? Yeah, I Pretty thought his much. ultimate goal. I thought his ultimate goal was to sign one-year contracts with every team in the NHL and then travel, <laughs> travel, the, travel the country. That's all he wanted to do. And he's still playing, apparently, as far as I was yeah. told. Yeah, over in the Czech Republic. He's not going to retire. Why, why would he retire? Yeah, he's going to play in a beer league somewhere. Maybe yeah. up by you guys. Oh, God. Yeah, no. you watch. That'd be next. No. Nope. Him and, Maka, <laughs> him and Danny think, him and Danny can stay. You know what, Jeremy? You think your bruise is bad now? Wait no. till the armor gets here. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> not doing that. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, we got some happy birthdays here. Happy awesome. birthday to A.J. Greer, the Utica Comets forward, turned 25 Love on him. Tuesday. He's awesome. I, yeah. I, you know what? He is, is he awesome? Those, yes, he's one yeah, of those gritty sandpaper guys that you need. What do you think and, our reaction was when we acquired him? Well, let's see. Was there anybody, anyone you got, John Gilly? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the same one. It's the same thing. Don't care. Someone needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know what's great about this is now every time Neil's gonna see this, he's like, "Well, good. I'm happy for my friends in Utica, but someone's got to. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go." No, the thing is, like every time, and Scott's gonna know this because every time he's gonna see something about the Devils, he's gonna tweet at me and be like, "Did you see this? Yes, I did. I know how. I, 
Like I someone needs to get fired. I understand. <laughs> and someone's gonna and like you guys are gonna want me to come on the second that someone gets fired too. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. you guys oh, are yeah. Like, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. It's like I don't care. It's like emergency, how do you feel about emergency show coming out? How do you right feel now. about yeah, yeah. Lindy getting fired? Well, I think someone else needs to be fired. <laughs> So for the next guy. They fired the wrong one. They fired, they fired the wrong person. That's what you guys need to do. You need to bring in Vince McMahon for just one day, just so he can just go. Vince <laughs> McMahon is the owner of the Devils. I'd pay to see that. Oh my god, that'd be nice awesome. to pay money for that. <laughs> Bro, I just uh, no. Like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we just us Devils fans are very impatient because we know how talented we are, and we just don't like seeing this team continuing to be let's put it this way, bottom feeders, because we've been that way for a long time and that needs to change. And that's why we're asking for somebody to get fired. Well, actually, asking is saying it nicely. We are demanding that someone gets fired. Yeah, Literally, the devil should not so. post anything on social media until someone gets fired. Because they should know by now that if they post anything, bro, uh, they can literally post a picture of the Utica Comets puppy and someone will say, do not care, please fire Mark Recchi. Or they'll say something like, can that dog coach the power play? Like, literally, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> he's looking up uh, comments right now. He's looking them up. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't Mark Recchi's birthday because we got another one to go. Oh. Do, you know that, do you know that Mark Recchi got, a, got a, um, a tribute on the Flyers' big screen last night? It's Mark well, Recchi we're talking about. It, it, now, I understand well, what he did with the it, Flyers, but still, it was like, no, stop praising this guy. He sucks. Well, no, they loved him last night. Are you kidding me? Six oh, dude, they were loving every second of it. Putting up six goals, getting a shorthanded goal. Why not? Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was a pumping. Yeah, it was. Uh, I started watching it, and I was just like, ah, I can't watch the Rangers tonight because I'm going to fall asleep. There's no commentary. I might as well watch the Devils. Uh, all right, I guess I'm going to go watch. What do you think I went, why do you think I went and go watch the Brooklyn Nets game instead? Oh, and at least they won. At least somebody knew how to win. I started watching the Sabers, but then I just got distracted. Mm. I, I watched. I watched the Rangers game a little bit, and then uh... I got to tread lightly with these West Coast games, man, because I'll stay up all night. I can't do it. Uh, it, wasn't, no, it was a nine o'clock. It wasn't a ten. Yeah, nine o'clock, dude. Still, I have like, work at six a.m. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> it's not like it's that much better. <laughs> I don't get paid enough doing this. I have to have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, speaking of winners, we have another happy birthday. And it's yes. happy birthday to Sergey Fedorov. Oh, yeah. Sergei Bring all the two on Monday. Got a question for you guys. So we all know, you know, what late 80s, early 90s, when the Soviet Union was crumbling and all kinds of Russian players came over. Do you think he was the best one of that group? No. I don't of that group. Yeah, that particular in that particular era. You mean that? Are you about talking about the? Ru- are you talking about the Russian five in Detroit? Is that what we're no, going? No, I'm for? talking about just like or just with, in uh, like Yoni came over. Pavel Bury came over. Yeah, oh. I would say honestly, out of all of those guys, probably it's so tough. But yeah, I think it, I think it's Alexander McGillney. and I think it's stupid that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he should be in the Hall of oh, Fame. Yeah, it I is. agree. And. um because here's the thing, what, what people don't understand about Alexander McGillney is that everywhere he went, he was an impact player. What Lou Lamorello was so good at during his time in the 90s, early 2000s, was he need, you know, whenever the team needed that leader, that goal scorer, that guy who only wanted to score goals, he got him. In 95, he got uh, Stefan Riche, big-time mm-hmm. goal right. scorer. Mm-hmm. He also had Claude Lemieux. He got Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux took, took the team on his back, and they won the Cup. 
2000, they got Alexander McGilney, and McGilney was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. 2003, they had Jeff Friesen. So that was kind of the point. But the, the point that I'm looking at is that Alexander McGilney was consistently good for a long period of time. I know Pavel Bure is, you know, the Russian rocket. He's, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But he was only good with one team. He was only good yeah. with Vancouver. Did he really do that well in Florida? Uh, no, injuries pretty much derailed his career. Did he after, do, yeah. Was he on the Rangers for a little bit too? Yeah. Yes. He played you know, like 30 was, games for him. You know, that's that's not great. Sergei Fedorov is, is a tremendous player. Do not get me wrong. Um, I think another but guy that doesn't get enough credit. The best out of that guy, that group. I think, there, this, I think the one guy that doesn't get enough credit is Igor Larionov. Yeah, the professor. Just like you, Jeremy. Yeah. The professor. Yeah. He's good. I wonder but if he's got a big bruise too. For me, it's definitely Alexander <laughs> McGillney. Sure he, sure he did in his career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, fellas. Well, unfortunately, the COVID monster has reared its ugly head again. Uh, games are in what sport? Home. Yeah, all of them. In what sport? Because yeah. it's all of them. Yeah. You so, see I mean, Ontario Half today, the NBA, like half the NBA has yeah. COVID. And, and Ontario is going back to uh, – re- uh, what is it? Capacity. capacity yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're going back to the bubble. I swear to God, it, they're going to think about it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to think about it. They're going to well, actually- as, of, as of right now, the NHL is saying no as far as, you know, can't putting the entire season on a pause and all that. However, the, the real talk right now is about the Olympics because the Olympics obviously start oh. in, what, six weeks? I think right. something like that. Something like that, yeah. And now the uh, apparently the Chinese government has said that if you do have a positive test while you're over there, you have to quarantine for like five weeks or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so now all that? Of a sudden, you are an NHL player. Right, yeah. like and let's then you just say it's, over there let's and throw then... this out there. What if it's like Ovechkin that has to sit there for five weeks? Yeah, can't do anything. Yeah, bro, yeah. that's like honestly, the players should just be like, I, I want to go to the Olympics, I really do, but this nope. is not good. No, it's just that, not good. Honestly, I, I'm actually, I would be surprised if any of them went at this point. To be perfectly honest with you, as far as the NHL level, because you you, you stand to lose too much. Right. right. I mean, oh you know, you're going to lose five weeks out of your season if you test by. I mean, you could not have a single symptom and still test because they're going to be testing every day, of course. Right. Well, you we know? just had so, another COVID outbreak in the NFL. The Washington football team has 18 people on the COVID whoop. list as of right now. They just announced wow. it. 18. And, and, you know, the thing that's, and, and granted, it's going to have, I hate saying this, but it's going to happen. We haven't had a major COVID outbreak in the NHL, but somebody's going to have it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right, I don't and know Calgary's basically on a pause right now. Yeah, Calgary, Calgary, I think it's the most like they have like what fifteen people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they said they're shut down till after Christmas at least. Bro, you just I the devil like, devils are heading out where to Vegas? No, they're no, in Vegas Germany. is coming here. Yeah, oh Vegas, Vegas is, coming, is coming, here. coming here. So yeah. that doesn't make me feel all that great. Yeah, well, even I mean, even. What? As far as the, I was going to say, as far as the Olympics, I mean, you, even if you don't play NHL players, it's kind of like a four or five country race for the medals anyway. Like, really right. doesn't, really doesn't, Sweden, matter. doesn't matter. You just think you could Finland. say that China has a better shot of winning a game? Yeah, they have a better <laughs> shot of not getting shut out. <laughs> That's true. I mean, look, here's the thing. It's still going to be good, and the, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of people will still watch it. It's just we, oh, all, yeah. know, we all know what – what, how much bigger it would be if NHL players were there. For sure. Yeah. 100%. yeah. But I'll tell you, you, know, you guys, I, would, I wouldn't guys mind seeing college team. players come back to it. I, yeah, exactly. I, I got to be honest with you. I am not a huge fan of the NHL being over there, anyways. No. COVID or not. 
Give these young kids a chance to shine. I love that. Right, Right. exactly. And I understand why NHL players would want to do it. I mean, obviously, it's for a long time it was just amateur players playing. So, exactly. I mean, unless you're the Soviet Union and you just well, but you know what though? That's what made the Miracle on Ice so special. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to watch that movie the second we get off here because I want to see a good hockey team tonight. (laughs) (laughs) What? No fire, Herb Brooks? What are you talking about? Oh, geez, Herb Brooks, another former Devils coach. Yeah, now see, you can have a Miracle on Ice every year. Now it's just against Canada instead. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Team Canada. If the NHL doesn't play in the Olympics, Team Canada could probably play better than the Yotes. Let's be realistic. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually decide, you know what? Why don't we just take the teams, the players that are in World Juniors, and just have them go over there? Yeah. Like, what exactly is the problem with that? Because it's basically the same thing. It's really the same thing. Right. And wouldn't that be cool for some of these young kids? They play in the World Juniors, and then it's like, oh, by the way, now you get to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that that 16-year-old that made the Canadian team. Right. Down to Bedard. I was Down to like, Bedard, whoa. Where the, where the Coyotes have made sure that they are tanking for I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they're in Montreal next year or Quebec City. Yeah. 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 Because I was going to say, uh, I, I think the, the situation's been resolved for now, but they were just about thrown out of their arena for not paying back taxes. Oh, it was a human uh, error. Yeah. I bet it was. I bet it was. Oh, yeah. my God. I, mean, just... I just saw that um, Kyle Beach and the Blackhawks reached a settlement today. Did they? Really? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's a crap load of money, but I don't know what they're not giving any details. It's just they just filed a settlement, and that was the end of it. Uh, Which well, I, mean, I mean, no amount guys, of money is going to fix no, what they did. No. So no, no, not at all. Oh, but. God, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> the whole that whole story oh. like just threw me for a loop for weeks. It was just like disturbing. And somebody posted a video where it was so true. They were talking about hockey as a culture problem in general. Like we just. We just do a lot of things that to a lot of people is normal, but to a lot of like non-hockey related like fans, they ask us questions like, why is this the case? Like how many times in the NFL do we know exactly right away what the injury is, but in the NHL, it's either a lower upper body and we have no idea when he's, when this person's coming back. I don't know why it's things like that. And it's like the boys club. It's, it's not good. It's really not good. Yeah. And and you know what too? I mean, that's, Definitely prevalent with the NHL, but I think most pro sports are actually kind of like that behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it just seems to be more um, – Paging John Gruden. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's a – but that's and what a, I mean. And I'm you know. a Raiders fan, and I, and, I, and I said that, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I'm glad that, you know, he's going to at least, you know, get some money, but you're right. I mean, it doesn't do ever, it justice. Nothing will ever nope. fix that situation, nope. ever. Never. Nope. Um, so let's close on this. There let's was, finish on a high note, shall we? Yeah, exactly. Because I want to I want to see what, fired? Listen, I want to see. What, Let me not check. Yet. Not yet. No, <laughs> yeah. no. He's got the fire counter on right now. That's a, no, I, I just I, I saved I saved the word Lindy Ruff fired on my Twitter so that anytime <laughs> it comes up, I'm the first one to find out. Uh, in the drafts, it's ready to go. In the drafts, I'm, I'm I've been preparing for it. <laughs> So there was an article in the New York Post uh, last Thursday. See, I knew this was going to get the reaction. I knew it. About the Rangers. No. Possibly getting Patrick Kane. Come on. Why not? I saw this. I saw this. And you know what? This is classic James Dolan. He hit the pen. It's not a panic button. It's 
It's it's like, oh, you know what? We're so good. All let's, we need is another let's, star player. Let's start let's... a story. Let's start a story and see what what happens and what comes out what comes on the back end of it. That's what's mm. going to happen. I don't let's... doubt. Here's the thing. I don't doubt that the Blackhawks will eventually move on from Patrick Kane. I think it's going to happen, especially if things continue to go the way they're going this year. Even though they have been playing a lot better since they fired Colleton. I will say that. But that's just a classic, like, New York store rumor that comes out. Like, yep. it's like, you know, like, it, it's, it's like, if they get him, great. But, like, do you understand how much you'd have to give up to just get the guy? Uh, well, not to mention create the cap space. Create the cap space, which, what cap space do you have at this point? You gave, you gave a six-year contract to a fourth liner, which <laughs> I still don't get. I like Barkley Goodrow. He's a solid player, but not for six years. Not for six years. That's all. But uh, but you're not like I don't know. It's who wrote the article. That's who I want to know. Like who, yeah, who did oh, write that article? I think that was a Larry Brooks article. Wasn't I was just the click king. The, the click king, Larry Brooks. Yeah. I just wanted to see the looks on your guys. Listen, really don't get me wrong. Listen, I love Patrick Kane. His sweater's hanging in my closet. I love Patrick Kane. He's, a, he's an upstate New York boy. Tech, well, Western New York, technically. But I'm a fan. I love Patty Kane. I follow the Blackhawks a lot just because of him. And obviously, I love the Rangers. A, how are you going to pay him? B, how are you going to keep him? Where are you going to put him? Because it's not like his contract's up at the end of the year. He's got, what, another? He's I think he's up years. 2020. Good, so yeah, that would, it'll be yeah, that'll be awesome. Can't wait for that. that. Here's the thing: if they did it, everybody look out because we're gonna blow the doors off everybody, especially if he fits in the, the locker room. Who are we losing? That's the thing. What do you? What do you what are we losing? Let's see. Uh, Shostakin, uh, five first round picks. Um, your firstborn child, probably, uh, which James Gold <laughs> would be happy to uh, move on from, probably. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, the Knicks. The, yeah, the Knicks. Just the whole organization. The Knicks. You, you know, Knicks fans would be jumping up and down if they got sold to someone other than Dolan. Right. Like, you'd be like, oh my God. And you'd like, if you're a Ranger and a Knicks fan, you got to look at that and be like, well, we get Patrick Kane and we Dolan doesn't Knicks. own the Knicks yeah. anymore. Right. We're good. We're right. fine. This is great. This is great. Well, uh, the, the the issue I have the most with that article, Scott, in general, and just the theory is one, the 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 Blackhawks can't figure out what they're doing. Are they rebuilding or are they trying to win? Like, what are they doing? I know they had the letter, and then but they then don't know still now have, because they don't even have a GM. Exactly. So, but here's the other thing: if you really wanted to make a move with the Blackhawks, there's other guys that you could move for that would be way cheaper, like mm -hmm. significantly cheaper. I honestly would – I honestly – I know this might sound weird because Georgiev, I think, is a very solid goaltender. But if, at least for this year, would it be that necessarily a bad move if they made – if they tried to get Flurry as to be the one-two with Shesterkin? I don't think that would be a bad move at Especially all. Especially if, like, I don't think it would do be we know move. how long Shesterkin is out for? Uh, they yeah, said, what, three, four games? That's oh, what no, they said. It wasn't – it wasn't – because I remember I watched him get hurt and it looked bad. Like he couldn't put any weight on the injury. Like right. it did like he did before. And he somehow and came back. You know yeah. I mean? Well, he also got in a car accident and was back in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These Russian players, no, that man. That was the one that put car accident like the next day. He's like, no, I'm playing. I must I'm get right. to the rink. Yeah, this <laughs> rink, Russian rink. machine never break, man. Bring me to the rink. Exactly. But then there's – 
That's another name. More uh, people keep talking about Tarasenko again. What? How? Stop oh, dreaming so big. More to get Tarasenko right. now right. than it did in the off season. Oh, just where, because where of how well yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, funny how winning fixed that relationship, isn't it? What if they? What if they oh, just yeah. go? And, what if they just redo the trade and they just go get uh, Buchnevich back? Yeah. What if we just oh, didn't geez. trade Pavel Buchnevich? Yeah, like that. Don't get me wrong. I like Sammy Blay, but is that like? They talk about Sammy Blay and like I've heard Rangers fans like, oh, he sucks. I'm like, but the dude is injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the guy's not playing. Is. So like, <laughs> he sucks. And you're, yes, you're doing the whole you're doing the whole Urban Meyer Urban Meyer comment. Oh yeah, you know he he had a few good minutes when he hasn't played in when he was healthy. He was long? playing great. Yeah, oh yeah, like, he was all, he was awesome. Like that's now he's up for the season. So that story blew my mind today. Urban Meyer apparently kicking kicked, kicking his kicker kicked in the leg. Josh Lambeau in the leg. Wow. No. And I'm like, and I'm like, how does this this man wants to get fired? As my yeah, he doesn't want to like, this man wants to get fired. He wanted his payday, and he wanted to coach, and then get fired. That's all he wants. Yeah, yeah pretty but much. I look at the Rangers, and the Rangers are doing what I was hoping the Devils would be doing right now, and that is like, you know, the Rangers. I like, I don't care what anyone says. The Rangers never rebuilt that team; they just retooled. That's literally what they did in many ways yeah. because they had several of those pieces already there by the time that they put out that letter to say, hey. We're going to suck for a while, but like in the long term, we're going to be good. And it didn't take that long. It did not take – and look, it, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of luck. You get the second overall pick twenty, you know, in 2019, and then you get the number one overall pick on some bullshit. But again, <laughs> you know – Neil subscribed to the weighted ball. All of you knew you know, the second that they said that any bubble team has a 12 point Three percent chance of getting yeah. the overall kick. We all knew. Yep, knew it's going to be Rangers. one of those teams. And yeah. then yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's going to be the Rangers. It's going to be the Rangers because this is what Gary Bettman wants. Yeah, we got another. And I didn't. Oh my god! The ball went up, and I already saw the logo, and I'm like, wow, they really. And it's like it's fine because I don't know what. Lafre- I mean, I know Lafreniere has like been solid, not great. He's improving but, for sure. I mean, here's the thing: you have a good team anyway. So he doesn't have to come in and be like lights the out. Man, yeah, he doesn't have to be the man. Yeah. He, and then you got Ryan Reeves, and so you're fine. Folks, we do apologize for that guy in the comments. I don't know. I blocked him once. It looks like he went to a different bro, What is going on? I have no it's, idea. It's, but it's, it's bots. Yeah, well, whatever. It's, it's, we, it's, we do not condone any of that crap, and this guy's a real piece of garbage yeah. for doing that. Patty um, came to the Rangers. I mean, damn. Not going to happen, but damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you were to if you were to somehow make that move, you're we're under the, we're in the understanding that we're going for it. Like you know what I'm saying? Because you but don't like have, a, but it's like a one year type of thing. That's it's what I'm saying. Like, like right. you're with the well, understanding like, that we're going for it, and then next year we're gonna somebody's somebody's leaving. We don't know who, but somebody. <laughs> you're gonna be in the same position that Vegas is gonna be in, where it's like, okay, now we have to move several people because yep. right. we got because we got cap problems. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. I mean. And you gotta pay people. I mean, you gotta pay. What are you gonna pay Capo Caco when his contract comes up? Yeah. A, a bridge, well, and he's gonna deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you have. Be, we talked about well, this here, last week. Here's your here's your video. What have you done for us? Because now you have to pay for some reason. Ryan Strom's a great hockey player. All of a sudden, so uh, now yeah. you gotta pay. Why? For doesn't, it just, doesn't it just piss you guys off that he's getting good all of a sudden? Yeah. It's know, it, here. it makes me so mad that Jeff Gordon literally went out and just went. Listen, we've I I've tried to trade Ryan Strom every day this week, and nobody will take him. Nobody will take him. <laughs> and nobody now he's just him. on a. Freaking rampage. Yeah. Me this is the time yeah. to trade him because, again, 
you'll get. You know, you know be hilarious. I, I I tweeted this one time. I said, wouldn't it be hilarious? The Blackhawks want to move on from Dylan Strome. Wouldn't it be just a, like hilarious <laughs> if the Rangers just go, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give you, we're gonna give you his brother, and we'll take Dylan. And it was we'll Strom for Strom. It was just Strom. like yeah, change jerseys. They'll wear the same number. They'll Nobody will ever know. Nobody, Nobody will ever know. No, they have the same nose. It it works perfectly. <laughs> Nobody will know. <laughs> Nobody will know. This is all uh, your illusion, boy. This is an illusion. This is so much fun. That's that's that's, uh, that's awesome. Dude, this is great. Listen, I sometimes do, I, I, I don't so hate the idea of trading. Like you imagine, we never talk about that. But if they traded Strom in the middle of the season, listen, the Rangers traded Mike Gardner and then won the Stanley Cup. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. It's true. But think about they brought in. They brought in. Okay. Yeah, but we, won't I, a, just, we won't get a Mike Gardner Hall for Strom. I understand that. <laughs> he has the every because it's like I said last week. He has the differential of oh, he plays with Artemi Panarin most of the time. So like you're not going to get that most places. You know what I mean? Even if Panarin's right. not on the ice every shift, he's got that confidence and that swagger and from hey, knowing oh, I right. can do this. And I'm just saying, you know, with Patrick Kane, he did win an MVP trophy with Panarin on the same line. So showtime. Hey. <laughs> it's that possible. Was, Oh, oh seven years I wonder ago, if right? Panarin's pushing for it. Imagine that. Oh. Ooh. Well, then yeah. he would. I mean, well, he's yeah, like, you know what? He just, he he just goes up. He just goes up to Drury to give me Kane. Yeah, and then Drury goes, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have taken us for eleven point eight million a year. We could have." So, <laughs> all right. Well, Eric's going to say, "Take a pay cut." He can. Yeah. Well, those contracts are locked in with the CBA. Yeah. You can't reschedule or rework them like they do, like in the Doesn't NFL Kane have a no move clause? Yeah. yeah, but those don't. Yeah, but he can. He can. Mean yeah, I know, but he can actually mean nothing. Yeah, I mean, because here's why: somebody will go up to the player and say, "Look, man, like you have no place here. You don't want to play anywhere else. Just, just do it." And like that's right. what happened with Flurry. He was like, "All right, screw it. I'll just go to Chicago. Right. Why not?" Right. right. Got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go because <laughs> all the teams that want to trade for me. The funny thing is that the teams that wanted to trade for Flurry. Were all the teams that he had on his no trade clause, <laughs> yeah, know, including the Devils. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over thirty shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact. Here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History, Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.